that is topic we have honestly yeah why i mean after last week's episode why do you think we we decided to talk about honesty hmm. why do you think it's important well, I, before we talk about before we go into honesty I, I think i want to go back to the last episode a little bit mm-hmm. um, on on purpose i see i see too many before i even say that last week wasn't the best <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. uh like the, the sinus and everything just i was completely out of it headaches and everything and i'm being honest i, I found us do i was talking at people i was talking down to people and i didn't like that in hindsight looking back at it because we and we aren't i am not perfect and I'm nowhere where I want to, nowhere near the place I want to be. And I felt as though I was talking down to people, like if I was this all-knowing guru or something. And I'm nowhere near that, you know. And so essentially, this is a, this is an, an apology because we all struggling, we all going through the going through things. And um, I think it's important that I mention that because it's not only a lesson for me, it's also a lesson for other people when they when they think they would have attained some level of success or some kind, some some amount of knowledge or whatever, and they believe they they feel as though they could talk at people or talk down to people. That is the last thing people would want, especially when they're going through something. So yeah, that is is an apology. is is important. That, but looking back on it as well, I feel the need that I also need to apologize because also it, there was a part last week where I felt I think when I was mentioning to the teachers, mm-hmm. right, um, like where. It could have been looked at as I was talking down to people as well. And um, again, as I said, we, both of us are not perfect, right? Very human, right? We're not infallible. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say it's, it's also an apology on my part, mm-hmm. right? Um, because sometimes, you know, when you're so passionate about a topic, if you tend to get a little emotional about it, you know, and it comes out in a way that isn't really it is not really meant to be but for some reason it does just come out that way mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah. i just want to apologize as well mm-hmm. yeah and if i if i would go back to poop was just briefly uh, i think it's important to understand that you know we don't have to be in a rush and I'm saying that we should just sit down and do nothing like we have all the time in the world. But at the same time, we don't need to feel as though, and this is this is therapeutic for me, um, we don't need to feel as though we behind time mm-hmm. or something. You know, if, if you, if anyone hasn't 
discovered what their purpose is yet. Like they don't need to feel as though like like time is almost up and the they, yeah, yeah. Like they don't need to feel like that. It took me fifteen years to figure out what, what my purpose is. That would some people would say that that, that was a waste of time. Sure. But if I think about it in hindsight, I don't think it was a waste of time. I think it was uh, a time for gaining experience and for and for learning lessons. lessons. So th there has to be some some balance in trying to find your purpose, but also um, gaining experience from life. Because put put and this is for those who haven't yet discovered what their purpose is yet. Because some people find it out early, immediately. Yeah, yeah. from time. Yeah. From the time you know yourself, they know what they're here to do. But for some people, it's a little longer. But they don't need to feel rushed or anything. Other things. And I think the important one of the important points to note as a regards to that and people finding their purpose is that they shouldn't compare themselves with other people. Yeah. Because what is for somebody else may not be for you. And That's very true. Way. That's true. You need to learn the lessons that you need to learn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So back to the first, back to the first question they asked. Um, on honesty. On honesty, which is the topic for today's episode, the main topic for today's episode. Why I feel why I felt as though why I felt we should talk about honesty, that was the question. And the importance of it. And the importance. Well let me ask the let me answer the first question. Why I think we should talk about honesty. Well, because as men we tend to not be honest with ourselves. And there are certain consequences of that that we tend to overlook. And I think if we have to live fulfilling lives, because like I mentioned last week in, in purpose, we have the highest prevalence of self-exploration. And I think part of that is because we're not honest with ourselves. And our mind, our minds, our souls tell us, listen, you're lying to yourself. You need to, like, this is not who you are. You need to embrace who you are. You're lying to yourself. And... We, we tend to not listen and we can we go further and further down the hole until we can't take it anymore so that that essentially is uh, is answering the second question why why it's important all right so um, essentially what you're saying as well is that without being honest with yourself especially we as men um what we think we are doing or how we think we live in is not in fact it no that's like that's so yes no that's that's yeah. right and i would i would give an example of it with me i would say seven years ago now i was a, a year before i lost my father I I was in a relationship. A lot of things already happened in the relationship. 
Um, I had to pretend that everything was fine. That was first lie. Uh, two, I tried to I tried to start a business. So essentially, when you when you're starting a business, sometimes you have to fake it to make it. I wouldn't advise that. Don't pretend as though you're already there. Like some people say, you know, act as you're already there and you will get there. No, I wouldn't say that. Because if there's any setbacks, any disappointments, you, you think you get a new client and then you, you don't really have that client. The client changed their mind or so on. It can discourage you. Especially when you think you're already there. Because your brain is going to say, well, I'm already there. Why are they canceling on me? Or why why did they change their mind about purchasing my product? Why did they change their mind about paying for my services? I'm already there. Because you already you started to tell your mind that. Eventually, my relationship ended. What, what we tend to do when relationships end? blame the other person if you look at it in the myopic on the from the myopic standpoint you could say okay yeah it was the other person fault because the other person was unfaithful but in hindsight in the grand scheme of things i i'm attracting that to myself and if i'm honest with myself if we tend if we are honest with ourselves when certain things like that happen Especially if it if it happens constantly, let's say you you you've been in five relationships and four out of the five relationships ended like that, or four out of the five relationships, the person, man or woman, is violent or abusive in some way. It may sound harsh, but I think that there's some part of of this whole situation that's my fault too, because there's something about me that's keep that keeps attracting that three people was unfaithful to me the only common denominator here is me but if i kept saying it's their fault kills this woman this like woman horrible then i'll keep i'll continue to attract women who out for their best interest they keep perpetuating the, they keep perpetuating the same cycle and that's what I had to learn. And that's why being honest with ourselves, and, and yes, I used a relationship example, but this, this goes for everything. This goes for where we are in life. You know, we might be in a, a entry-level job, but, and I'm talking about the men, we see, a, we see a, an attractive woman, an attractive woman she she seems to have everything put together um because we want to get with this woman we assume that they wouldn't get with us because we're in an entry-level position and we decide to act as though we are what the ceo of a company or or the executive director of another company or just to impress, impress. this person but the reality the reality of it is you don't need to do that to attract the person that's for you. No, that's given that you that what you're trying to do is be in a serious relationship with someone. Mm -hmm. 
if you're just looking to play the field right. to, have fun. to have fun well you may get through once or twice but they'll develop a reputation over time because people talk and eventually no one will take you seriously and then that whole truth versus lie thing is going to come up in your life again and what, what are you going to tell yourself now nah they they just don't get me or they don't understand me or i'm too good for them that's the kind of that kind of lies we tend to tell us that i'm too good for them really mm-hmm. why better than that why better than like, she could coast on me that's that's what we like to say in general that she could coast on me hmm. as men we need to be honest we need to tell ourselves the truth sometimes we need to say run your own shit. you don't know what you're talking about you don't know what you're doing you're for want of a better phrase behind in life hmm. you're not where you want to be and you're pretending as though you're there already you didn't put in any work for the things that you think you deserve, but you still think you deserve it. You're full of shit. You think we need to be like that with ourselves sometimes or all the time? Well, I like that with myself all the time. I like that with myself all the time. Like just this week, like I felt irritated with myself because I feel as though, listen, you have too much talent to be doing mediocre work. Everyone tells you you have so much talent, you're so intelligent, you have all this knowledge, so on and so forth, blah, 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 blah. But you're lazy. You're not doing enough. That is where the honesty comes in. And it, it, it took a while for me to be able to do things like that. Huh? I think well, the, the last, the, the final straw in that, in that situation was in 2016 when the relationship ended. Right? When you had to come to terms with, with what's going on in your life. Yeah. But you have to be honest with yourself. You have to tell yourself that. The importance of being honest. Mm-hmm. So, would you say as well that honesty... Well, I know we mentioned that honesty is part of... part of um, forming slash developing good character. So, having it in your... Well, having it as part of a well, for one of a kind of analogy, having it as a tool in your in your, in your toolkit, basically. Would you say that honesty can help other than you as an individual, right? Can it help other people as well? Yeah, definitely. And how? I think I think when you're honest with yourself, conversely, you tend to be honest with other people. And when you're honest with other people, it on on the personal side, it, it helps improve your relationships because okay, something bothered you, you deal with it one time. You go through the pain of dealing with the situation one time. Because through the truth hurts. Being honest tends to hurt. But if you go if we go through the pain one time, we get over the feeling of the pain one time. Not too long after, you tend to feel better about the situation because you're because you nipped it in the bud. But if you just let it fester and fester and fester, when it finally it might 
explode and become this big mess. And you honestly, you don't want the big mess. You want to try to avoid that. That's on the personal side. On the professional side, people tend to trust you more when you're honest with yourself first and then um, conversely, you become honest with them. They tend to trust you more. They get more responsibilities at work. You you tend to attract more business partners. They attract more clients because they're good for your wood. They could trust you with their money. They could trust you with their port business portfolios. So you get more opportunities. So, all right. So the reason why I ask that second part, mm -hmm. what you just answered there, you outside of yourself, is that in today's society, we find that people tend not to like honesty. At least that's the way it seems, mm -hmm. right? People tend to flee from it because, as you, as you rightfully said, the truth hurts. Nobody likes to feel hurt mm -hmm. these days, right? People try to avoid it like a play, mm -hmm. right? Anything that is remotely close mm -hmm. to them feeling any sort of pain, whatever, any slightest, they're running from, mm -hmm. right? Everything is about, you know, feel good and you're good, mm -hmm. right? So what would you say, or how can honesty, one, how can honesty help those people, right? Two, how do you think if, if people continue the way they're going, or at least how it seems, right? Um, how do you think society will end up or continue, basically? Well, to answer the second question first, I honestly can't say where society will end up because and, and we're just assuming that things wouldn't change. Yeah, yeah. That, but that, that part is about if taking things as they are right now. If taking things as they are right now. Um, because nobody knows the future. Yeah, I've taken things as they are right now, but society is in far grim future because we can't seem to, there's no responsibility when someone calls you out on something. We tend not to take responsibility for it. If someone, again, happened to me, someone called me out on something, I become defensive. You can't you can say that about me like you don't know me like no there has to be yes granted they are haters some people hate so on and so forth yes i understand but a lot of the times there's a reason why somebody would have said what they said right we we criticize politicians at times and what I'm noticing now more than ever is that more and more politicians are becoming deeply offended by the criticisms that they receive as if they're perfect and how dare we make judgments about them. But you were put there to represent us. So how dare you act like you don't, you're immune to criticism? Like you're not perfect. The only difference between you and me is that you're on television, you have a an allowance 
right? You have a diplomatic passport. But strip that all away. The human, just like me. And you are subject to the same universal laws. You are subject to the same criticism, the same illnesses, just like me. And I think once people understand that your corporate or political position does not define who you are, you are not your position, you are not your title. Once you realize that, you will take criticism on the chin and try to become better. Right. What was the first question again? How, how, how can we help people? No, how, how can honesty help people? How can hon honesty help people? Yeah. Well, it brings peace of mind. Honesty brings peace of mind. Yeah, I, I agree with that because looking back on, on again, my own journey, honesty um, has... Is, is is a real ease to, to um, guilt because you tend to feel a lot of guilt for many things, especially when you're not, as you mentioned, you're not where you want to um, according to, to Trinity people. You have a heavy, you know, you're heavy around these things. So it, it really eases that. And I've, um, again, on my, my own journey, my own path, like, it has helped so much. Like, I mean, I'm still not where I've said this countless times. And if I'm honest with myself, I'm not where I wanted. And in a sense, be, being honest allows you also strive for better yeah definitely right definitely you because it puts things in perspective mm. um that again realizing that you're not where you want to be mm. right and once you once i i see that i would want to put in the loop to mm. achieve getting to where i want to yeah be. and as you mentioned that wanting to get better thing I remember the first time I was completely and totally honest with myself. Man, I wrote maybe like three or four pages in my journal about what, I, what I'm doing wrong, why I did it, what I need to do to get better, what's the steps I need to take, where I want to go. All kind of thoughts came, came out and I had to write it down because it was just flooded in my mind. And I think that's the be that's the beginning of healing you see that knowing that you you want to be somewhere and you're nowhere near it and when you be honest with yourself about where you are it makes you feel so bad that you have to get it out and you write it down like journaling. I listen, I, I'm so grateful for journaling. When I started to journal, um, how long is it now? Uh, six years ago. 
as I am so grateful for journaling. Journaling has helped me deal with all the thoughts. And honestly, if I could I could also say journaling has helped me find my purpose. Yeah, because in the journal is when I really started to write stories and um, realize that you don't have to just tell a story in a book or on a blog or something. Like you could tell stories in so many things. You could tell stories in a you could tell a story in a product. You could tell a story in a service. You could tell a story. And your life itself is a story. And again, it, it, it goes back to honesty, kind of gets you closer to your purpose. And again, if I go back to purpose, if we think of our life as a story, I think I spoke to you about this either earlier this week, I think it was earlier this week, you know, uh, Fellas, well, girls too. If you, if you watch, if you used to watch things like this, remember when we would watch like we watch like anime, or we watch um, some either science fiction or some some kind of mystical something. There's always like a chosen one, mm-hmm. or like a, a child of the prophecy. Or, something like that and they don't they didn't realize that they were they were chosen to be this great person of change in 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 their world if we become honest with ourselves all of us will start to realize that all of us are chosen ones all of us are children of prophecy you want to know why I said that? You are one of about three or four hundred billion sperm that made it. Let's put that into perspective. Three or four hundred billion sperm swimming to get a, an egg to fertilize it. And out of those three or four hundred billion, you were the one that made it. Man or woman, it was either because you were the fastest or because you were the most durable. You're here. All of you. All of us are here for a reason. All of us are here for a purpose. All of us are chosen ones. All of us are children of prophecy. We have to write our own story. We have to we have to write our story where at the end of the book we would have made such a change in our world that the rest of the world would see it and notice it and take notice of it. Even in the littlest things. Like it does not you, you don't have to be an international superstar in any field. You just have to be the person that would have been a role model in your community. That's all. But just that alone is enough. Right? And I think in order to get to that point, 
to realize that that's where we need to be honest about ourselves about where we are about the situations that we're in whether it be relationships or our job or where we are like our the friends that we have around do we are we are we friends with them because they they help us strive toward our, our goals or are they friends because they they are crutch they make me feel good sometimes like i get i could go and drink with them they provide, they provide some kind of thing for me but when i go home i'm still alone i still feel alone that's that's where we need to be on it like Honesty is the beginning of getting to that purpose. Honesty is, be is the beginning of realizing that you are you are you are a chosen one, or you are a child of prophecy, or, or things like that. That's that's what honesty helps you get. And as you mentioned, journaling. Yeah, journaling helps. I've told a couple a couple of people I know about it. Um, I'm not sure if they they've taken it seriously. But I remember you when you told me about journaling. Initially, I was like, "Okay, journaling, yeah, no problem," because it's, it's not like the first time you've heard it, right? But when I actually started to take it a little more serious, I realized the benefits of it. It's like, wow! As simple as it is, it really helps. Mm -hmm. It helps being. Helps to be honest with yourself because at the end of the day, it's you sitting down with you, with your thoughts, processing your thoughts, going through your thoughts, and writing, writing how you feel. So you have to be honest with your feelings. You have to be honest with yourself. You have to be honest with everything in your life, basically, mm -hmm. right? And at least for me, it's difficult in that space to lie to yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah right yeah so i would recommend to anybody right um to, based on my own experience that they should start a journal as mm -hmm. well yeah and listen i don't want people to think that you know like maybe honest with yourself once and all of a sudden you're like this big like introspective person it takes time. Yeah. Like, like, again, we were, we were speaking this week. And um, well, we went through a situation last week that we had to deal with. I dealt with it in a different way to you. And, you know, the, the emotion, the feeling came back up among, along with others. And I can't remember exactly what I said, but it was something along the lines of we we need to as men we need to be honest with even our emotions because we are really, really like especially in our generation we're not good with managing our emotions mm -hmm. and i i want i want to i want to talk about this especially because i think it's important we we have a we have a there's a narrative going about that. You know, men should talk about their feelings more. And and, and they, we, we need to hear men speaking out about how they feel. Listen. That's not what we do. 
because we have to be strong for our families. And on the other, on the flip side, you don't have to hold in your emotion either as a man. What we have to learn to do as men is managing our emotions. We have to learn to manage our emotions. Right? We can't be the crybaby man and you reach out, oh, this person does this to me. And no, no. That's not our job. We have a role to play in our family and in society. Right? We need to learn to manage our emotions. I'm not saying to bottle up your emotions inside. We need to learn how to acknowledge the particular emotion. See it for what it is. Accept that as what's happening. And learn to channel the energy in, in another area. In a positive way. In a positive way. Our job is not to cry. We have to we have to stand up. We have to stand strong. That's that's what we do. That's what we built for. There's a reason why we're logical. We're supposed to we're supposed to be able to manage the emotions. Things happen to us too. Yes, I understand. For example, when my father died, yeah, I cried. But you know when I didn't cry, the day of the funeral. You want to know why? Because my mother needed somebody to hold her, somebody strong, somebody to make sure that if her legs give out, if her legs give out, somebody's there to catch her if, if, if need be. I was the only person in that church that did not cry. I was smiling at people and they and people were crying, watching me, looking at me and crying their eyes or their eyes red, their face puffy. Right? My father was a police. I guess he policemen and women coming and cry, tears, coming out to hug me. And I'm smiling and I'm telling them it's gonna be okay. But I have a duty. I have a duty. Yes. I go in my in my corner and and get get out whatever emotion I had to get out. But when it's time for a job to be done, they have to do it. And that is where that's 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 the managing of the emotion. I didn't hold in my emotions that day, you know. I managed it the days before. Right? I I let it out. Like, yes, I'm sad. My, my father, who was like my best friend, who knows things about me that plenty of people don't know, that most people don't know, just passed away. And now we have to, well, he got cremated, we had to cremate him. But I have to be strong for my mother. And, is this, and, and conversely, anything happens, I have to be strong for my family. I have to be strong for my friends if something happens. Right? I can't allow my emotions at, at that at, in that case, the emotion of sorrow, take over me to the point where I'm crippled. I can't let I can't let anger make me do things that ha a half hour later I will regret. We have to we have to learn to be 
as men to, to be able to manage the emotions. If somebody if somebody say, Are you okay? Everything all right? It might, it might be either it might be vexed, it might be sad. Don't lie, you know. Say, yeah, I'm going through something, but I'll be all right. Right? I think that is that's an important thing that you just said. Mm -hmm. Like being able to be honest with what you're feeling, mm -hmm. that emotion. Yeah. Right? Because in order to manage it, you have to be honest that you're actually going through it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like because people see it when you when you when you're going through something, people see it on your face. They can't hide it. Right? People try to pretend like everything is everything is fine and perfect. And everything is butterflies and rainbows and blue skies and observed that so many Yeah, places. but you could see it. Yeah. You could but you could they, people could see it on your face. Mm -hmm. We know something is wrong. Or yeah. you don't have to go into detail. Just say yeah, man, I'm going through something, but I'll, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. And you just, you just, you deal with it. Like as as men, that's our job. Because we're we're sad about something. Let's say a family member is ill or something, and your child comes home from work, or someone got us angry at work. And we're coming home, and your child sees you and wants to play and hug and jump. Like, that's the job of a dad, man. Like, you have to manage. manage. As a matter of fact, use their joy to bring you joy. Like, even if you come home and you catch your child, like, like throwing dirt in the in a pot in the kitchen or something mm -hmm. like that's children children explore that's what they but don't take all the anger that you would have pent up from other things and work and take it out on the child because it's not the child's fault that's what we need to understand if we need if we need to take time to yourself do that make sure and do that Right, but if you have to deal with the child, deal with the child in a calm way. Tell them what they should, what they, what they, that they shouldn't do it. Think, do something else, and if you need, go in a corner, or whatever. Talk to if you're a single, if you're a single dad, you know. Have them do their homework, and you just go in a corner, and you just like don't touch, don't touch your phones. Everyone likes to go on the phone to escape. Don't use that because that is a that is just a crutch. Don't use dopamine. <laughs> dopamine does not help you. Dopamine is not your friend. Right? It'll be your friend for like 15 minutes. Put your phone down and sit by yourself with your thoughts and just manage your thoughts. You're in control, not your thoughts. Anyway, guys, everything that Ron is talking about here, he has helped me by telling me these things as well. So, it's a large part of my journey has 
Than his true health. Right? Well, uh, I'm, gl I'm glad I can help. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I think, as you mentioned, that I think is important that, that people who have gone through things and made it out on the other side, I think it's important that you all do the same thing and help people not have to go through the 10 years of lessons that you may have gone through. You, you be the platform for them to build from. Let them learn from your mistakes. Let them learn from your experiences. Don't let them have to go through the exact same things that you would have gone through. Don't let them have to deal with 10 years of pain and hardship. Now, at the end of the day, it's up to them to learn for themselves. It's up, it's up to them to listen to you, for them to decide whether or not they should take your advice. But it's better that you tell them and they don't listen than you don't tell them and then they come back and say, if you knew that before, why you didn't tell me? And, and I think... That, that happened with us. Like, when, when, like, the advice that I would have given you, like, you didn't take all of it. Like, you still, you still had to go and, like, make your mistakes. Or even though I told you exactly what was going to happen, like, you still had to go and make your mistakes. But it's better that, okay, someone told you, you still go and do it. The situation happened. I was like, you know, that person ready to tell me, all right, well, I wouldn't make that mistake. Yeah. It makes it. A lot less worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot less worse. It's still bad, but it's not as bad as, yeah. you know. Yeah, but human nature, sometimes we just hard. I mean, we mm -hmm. just experience what we need to experience. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, some of us feel like we know better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We know it all. Yeah. You know? So, again, that, that word ego, it's going to creep in. Mm-hmm. You know? Hmm. So, but it's, it's really something that to be able to to tell people things because you genuinely care about them, that you want to help them. And as you said, it's up to them to listen. Mm -hmm. right? Because as you know, you can't force anybody to do anything. Right? It's their life that they have to live. Mm -hmm. And it's up to them at the end of the day. Yeah. But my experience has been a lot of people do like to listen, especially when they think they know you. Yeah, but that, that is true. Right? That is true. And to add to that as well, some people, when you're going through something or you had an experience or some setback or something, because um, like in Trinidad, a lot of people like to glorify like infidelity, mm -hmm. right? Like is this, is like this badge of honor all of a sudden, right? And when, when they hear someone um, gets cheated on, they tend to laugh. They tend to laugh rather than learn from the mistakes. Especially if the person, like you, you fail, you know the person fairly well. You know, they would tell you, they would have told you 
ball by ball how everything happened. And before you actually learn from what they would have told you, because there are patterns in infidelity. There are patterns. Like you, you see it all the time. You know someone is a cheater before they even begin to cheat. They're, they're patterns. They do certain things. Right? Before you actually learn the lessons, you laugh and you ignore the lesson. And then it happens to you. And then now you start to generalize like, all women is this. All and is all that. men is this. Mm -hmm. And this, they're horrible and you can't trust them. And and it's, a woman versus man. And, and it's woman versus men. Guys, listen. Listen. <laughs> it's not helping us at all. No. Like it actually, it actually makes things worse for all of us. It's everyone is, yeah. Everyone is up, everyone is afraid now. Yeah, yeah. The Trinidadian saying, guys, spinning top in mud is essentially you're going nowhere fast. You know, all speed, no direction. And now we have we have a generation that's afraid. So now we have a generation that is afraid of truly committing to someone. A relationship could never be built on mistrust. It could never be built on mistrust. If you can't trust somebody fully, don't get into a relationship with them. But here's the thing that I also observe mm. um, in society today. A lot of people growing up, um, I hear, and I could be wrong, but I've I mostly heard women saying this, right? That, again, um, all men just cheat all men have this this inner thing in them to cheat you know and that's mostly because i've been around a lot of women mm -hmm. right so i hear it quite often and even the ones who um, um who haven't said it i'm pretty sure they're thinking it as well mm -hmm. right so just as you raised that point there just now yeah um and it's on, it's on the men's side too. It's on the men's side too. You hear a lot of men saying, nah, all women, all women is, all women is bitches. Women is hoes. They, they, they can't trust a woman. All, all kinds of things, right? Um, women, look, women looking for the best opportunity. Which, Innately, you know, you tend to go for the best mate, right? But the best mate is not necessarily the one with the most money. <laughs> that's the that's the only that's the only difference. But to to answer to answer on both sides, actually, for the women and men that say those things, I have a question for you all. There are about three point five billion men on the planet. There are about, about 4 billion women on the planet. For the men, 
were you with all of those women? And for the ladies, were you with all of those men? And if the answer is no, then you can't make that judgment. Because now what you're going to do, you're going to put yourself in a position that you are looking at all men that you come in contact with with a particular lens one and two you are only going to attract the men that tend to be unfaithful or the men that tend to be abusive there are three and a half billion men on this planet i can guarantee you that the abusive and unfaithful ones are in a minority and conversely the four billion women on the planet i can guarantee you that the ones that are that tend to mostly think about hypergamy going for the next best thing or they are serial cheaters or quote-unquote gold diggers or whatever they are in the minority i can guarantee that what both genders need to do is firstly acknowledge the fact that there are good men and women out there in you, you that needs to it be ingrained in their mind do not paint everybody to the same brush no no it's unfair to them and it's unfair to you and it's unfair to you because you'll be miserable for the rest of your life you'll be miserable and when you get to your 50s and 60s and you're home alone or you're with your dog or cat you'd miss the companionship right i my dad told me something once he said when i when i got into my 40s so and i realized that i don't want to live this life alone and i have to settle down and that's exactly what he did. And my father died a happy man. So, like I said a little bit a little while ago, I learned from people's experience. So I'm definitely learning from his. I not <laughs> I have to be crazy to put that narrative in my mind and live by that narrative. And then 30 years from now, I'm by myself. I might be successful. I might have a big home or whatever. But I'm by myself. I have no children. Or I have children all over the place. And the children don't even like me. And what? Because I wanted to... Because I think that all women are a particular way. And I don't want to spend my money on these women. Because I feel that all of them are a particular way. So now I'm here with my money. And my house and my dog, and I'm going to die alone. And some people might come to my funeral, but I know who's not going to be there. My children. I know who's not going to be there. My wife, because I have none. In the, in the woman's case, same thing. The children are going to be there because I didn't bother to have any because men are so horrible. And you don't have, they didn't have any children. They didn't have. They don't have a husband nearby to take care of you. Right? Some people might come to your funeral, but listen, the material things in this life they they're but fleeting and they're not important. 
Trust me. Trust me, the relationships that you make, the 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 deep and priceless relationships that you would have that you would create. Those are the most important things in your life. Like don't get it twisted with this whole boss boss bitch. Strong independent woman. Strong independent woman. And on the, the man's side, every, all of a sudden, you know, rest in peace, K. Samuels. All of a sudden, everybody wants to be a high-value man. All of a sudden. Okay, be a high-value man. But there's nothing greater than the power you receive from a woman that truly loves you. It's rare to find, but for the ones that find it, you could talk to them. Ask them about it. They might even be they mightn't even be able to explain it properly. But they'll say all kinds of things. But boy, I can't even they'll start, I can't even begin to explain. They might start just like that. I can't even begin to explain it. But it's, it's just something that just makes you feel as though you're the most powerful man in the world. And on that note, bro, let's let's quickly mention all the great men. That has passed through time. Mm. What was behind them? A very strong and supportive woman. A strong and supportive woman. And the love. And the love. Of those women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, ladies, guys, we have to change the narrative. We have to stop glorifying infidelity. We have to stop glorifying side pieces. Uh, we have to, we have to be, we have to give ourselves more value. You know, like I, I don't think, I don't think you want to spend the rest of your life being a, a side man or a side woman. It might, it might sound nice now because you might be in your, in your twenties and your thirties, but when you get into your forties and fifties. It starts to stab you in the side a little bit. Yeah, especially when everybody else around you yeah. have families. Yeah. And now you're forced to be honest with yourself. And you see, when you're forced to be honest, it's worse than when you decide to be honest with yourself. So don't wait to the point in your life where you're forced to be honest with yourself. Because it's not, it doesn't feel nice. When you're forced to be honest with yourself. So let me just ask you something on that same topic. Um, would you say, because we spoke about this this week as well, now in dealing with the situation we had last week, um, and based on what you just said there, would you say it is actually better to deal with the honesty? of things as soon as they happen rather than later because one as i mentioned earlier people tend to at least in this day and age in society tend to try to avoid it as i mentioned Mm -hmm. right yeah but what you just mentioned there letting it quote unquote faster right and the more it lingers on is in fact 
the more pain it causes later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, 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 that's exactly the case. That's exactly the case. If you don't deal with it, it won't it will continue to build and build and build like for example okay yeah yeah side check it might be nice the, the guy might them there might be some benefit to it. obviously material benefit financial. financial benefit you might feel as though you know if you're lucky if you're lucky right and you might say well i don't have to worry about being in a relationship and always happen to be there but the person and so on now granted it might work for some people but it's a very small group it's a minority that is completely fine for the rest of their life with not being in a relationship and being a side a side man or a side girl right but for the rest of us it might seem nice in the early especially if you're in your 20s it might get a, a michael kors handbag and an iphone and i get or if you're not booking depending on who you're dealing with i don't know who you're dealing with but might be a booking we don't know right a little bit uh, Hermes every every so often, a Louboutin, red bottoms. Mm -hmm. You know, you might get to go some on some island for vacation. But here's the thing about being a side chick, especially to wealthy men. Wealthy men like young women. So that means you have a shelf life, even with um if you if you're a side man you know men built a little different our brains are wired differently you know some I, a lot of us are able to have sex with someone and feel absolutely nothing so i'm not talking about the relationship aspect right there and then it's when you get as the as men when we get older and the if arthritis runs in family, the arthritis kicks in or whatever kicks in, and there's literally no one that actually cares. That's when you start to feel it. You know, you had all this money, all you might still have all this money, but you have no one. And for the ladies, you know, yeah, side check. I don't I don't want children. Okay, some of you don't. But also, you're 21. Chances are you might think you don't want children. No. No. But then, when the person that you were the side check for decided that you're getting old and they want, they want someone new, and now you realize that, okay, maybe being a side check wasn't all that good because now I feel empty. By the time you realize that it might be too late because the guys that you like, they, they don't like you. 
and it's, it's, it's harsh, it's sad to say, but it's just the reality. You know, because now you had the habits of a side chick. Now you have to develop the habits of a, a girlfriend and a wife. They're completely different things. You have to change your, your psychological wiring now. And that takes time. How are you going to do that? Because now you can't just... Habits are hard to break. And if you, if you do decide that you want to break the habits, it takes repetition. But you don't, but you don't have time to practice because you're already 29. And then not only that, but who's going to give you a chance to practice? And then who's going to give you the chance to practice? So now you have to settle. And then it comes back to, we're getting back to the honesty part now, because now there are people in their 30s now that are saying that I deserve this type of man. But you could think you deserve that type of man. It's fine. It's, it's, it's your mind. It's your ambition. Fine. But the reality is, if we're being completely honest, the majority of men are not going for that. The majority of men, especially men who would have worked hard and built businesses or worked hard in, in, in school and have become lawyers and doctors and engineers, are not going to wait for you to figure out how to be a wife. They're, they're ready to settle down with someone who already has the mentality of a wife. They're not going to wait for you to learn to be a wife. They're not going to deal with the temper tantrums for no reason. They're not going to deal with the you in a relationship with me, but I want to go hot kill summer. Right. Of or the feeling of entitlement. No. You know, we we see a lot of people now on um on TikTok doing videos like um I shouldn't I shouldn't be doing this, that's wife duties. Yeah, there's some people doing that now. They're they're doing videos like they were like for example, they would be washing dishes and like a thought would come in their mind. Like, wait, I shouldn't be doing this. These are wife duties. These are, um, you have to, he has to upgrade to the wife package. He are currently on the girlfriend package. A ring doesn't make you a wife. You are a wife before the ring. You shouldn't wait to be married to treat him like a husband. Conversely, as a man, you need to understand that if you like to run the route, be honest with the people. Don't emotionally break down someone who wanted to settle down. Don't go after someone who truly cared about you, but you were already married for five years with children. And you lied. You are not a man. You are a weasel. And I'm, I'm sorry that, that I'm being harsh, but it's, it's, it's something that as men, we have to be accountable. We have to be honest with ourselves. right? If you want to be treated as a man, be a man. Don't just feel that you're entitled for the, you're entitled for 
the title of man. Manhood comes with responsibility. Manhood comes with a particular character. It comes with, a, with particular virtues. You're not, you're not a man because you have a job. Have to be honest with yourself. We have to be honest as men. We have to be honest as men when it comes to women. We have to be leaders again. If you like to run the route, tell the girl, listen, I'm not looking for relationship right now. Right? I'm not looking for relationship right now. I'm just enjoying my life. Right? So, listen, I do, if, if you're looking for something serious, I'm not the person for you. Just be honest about it, man. Just be honest about it. If you're married, be faithful to your wife. If you know you didn't want to get married, well, if you know you love women, don't get married or date women who are okay with you being polygamous. If you like multiple women, be with women who are okay with you being with multiple women. But don't make a vow of monogamy knowing very well, knowing very well you're not ready for it. Don't do it because you think it's right in society. Do it because you want to do it. You think you're ready to do it. Don't just do it because you think it's right in society and my mother always wanted me to get married or I see my father get married so I want to get married too. No, if you're not ready for it, don't do it. Yeah. But understand that father time is undefeated. And there will come a time where you have to settle down. And if you don't, well, we already spoke about the consequences. Um, and I just want to add in as well that the same on the flip side with the women. Mm-hmm. Because there are women who just want to have fun too. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. And they're not honest about it. Mm-hmm. So. And it stems yeah. from certain places too. So you have fellas on the flip side who also get in hurt who are looking for serious relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on both sides, both men and women who do those things who are not honest with face themselves as well as the people who they're going around, you all are also perpetuating cycles that contribute greatly to the society that you live in, mm-hmm. to all these issues that you face on mm-hmm. a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. to all the ideas and ideologies of of man this and woman that, uh, yeah, you're all you're all perpetuating that mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. right? Because of the fact that you all just simply want to have fun mm-hmm. without being honest. Yeah, and I think also they need to, what they need to understand too. If you're doing it because you've been hurt in the past and you think that to to get over that that pain that you're going to be promiscuous, it's kind of like putting a plaster on 
a seven inch gash in your leg. Long term is very detrimental. If you've been hurt that bad, my dear, I'm telling you, go get counseling. Go see a therapist. You're not crazy. You are hurt. Right? Don't feel as though you have to be uh, schizophrenic to go see a therapist. No. If you are unable to manage your emotion, go see a therapist. Trust me, it will do you a world of good than to be rather than to be promiscuous. And the consequences of promiscuity is 10 to 100 times worse. So, and those are not as per we tell any that that is goes according to you as a So, guys, don't think short term. One, two, be as honest as possible with yourself. And there are steps that you can take to get there, right? Um, we're working on something. Right, we're working on we're working on a coaching program, right? Trust me, it will be very beneficial if you all take up, take it up on that when it gets released, because seeing your life through the eyes of someone else can be very very helpful. And don't worry, it's not going to be serious all the time and, and there's no laughing and everyone's crying and everyone's angry. No, it's not, it's not like that. We're not always serious. We like to laugh too. There will be episodes where we can. But for now, you know, we have to, we have to get us good again. Men and women, we have to get us good again. And when we do, then we, we, could, we could laugh. You know, we could we could joke around. You know, we could talk about experiences, tell stories, tell tell less heavy stories. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, you know, I always laugh and regardless. <laughs> exactly. See. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, I think I think that's about it. You know? I just want to leave one one additional um, thought before before we go. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to add to the honesty, right? And how we mentioned about topics and things that plague today's society. I think one of the key things to mention is in the journey and the path and taking honesty as one of the tools as i mentioned earlier we need to stop focusing on the negative stop basically taking the negative yes there will always be negative around right but don't focus on it right because focusing on it right putting your thoughts on it will continue to attract that thing mm-hmm. right yeah 
And I think that's important because too many of us these days, both men and women, focusing and attracting the negative because you're talking about it, mm-hmm. you're, you're seeing it, mm-hmm. right? And you're, you're perpetuating it. Yeah. So let's try our best to not focus on the negative. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like as I mentioned earlier, you can't just assume that everyone's bad and everyone's out to hurt you. Right? Ultimately, I think human beings are innately virtuous. I could be wrong. I could wishful thinking, maybe. I don't know. But I've met more good people than bad. So I think that like Nick said, you can't dwell on only ne- the negative aspects. Negativity will always be here. It will always be here. But we need to focus on the positive. We need to focus on the good men and women out there. We need to focus on the good relationships, the good connections, the good experiences. We need to focus on our goals rather than how bad the situation that we're in currently is. We need to focus on where we want to get to rather than settling for where we are. Because at the end of the day, we have the choice. Yes, there are going to be obstacles they are going to be setbacks. But as as Denzel Washington said, ease is a greater detriment to success than hardship. Ease is a greater detriment to success than hardship. Ease doesn't make you appreciate your success. Hardship does. And that's what we need to teach ourselves. That's what we need to teach our children. So, Doctor, as you said, that Dr. Jordan Peterson also mentioned what I said about the um, focusing on negativity. Because it tends to be the minority. Mm-hmm. But because the human brain is focused on that, so you can have, you can be successful in many other things, but the little things yeah. that you're not thing, that's yeah. what stands that's out. That's what stands out, yeah. So, with that, guys, thanks again for joining us. Um, please remember to like, subscribe, and share, because um, we're trying to reach to 1,000 subscribers. So, we, again, we can give you better quality content. And thanks for, for all the support so far, and hope to see you again next week yeah it was a great great episode um enjoy the conversation uh like nick said like subscribe share we're going to a thousand hashtag one thousand and yeah we'll see you next week take care guys take care